You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, week one is in the books. Yeah, this is the fun part. This is what the podcast is, you know, the reacting to, to a football week and then talking about the next football week. This is light lifting because we, we do all of our, our heavy work on Sunday and Monday yeah. watching the games. There's no, there's no prep that you have to do here. We're just, we're just two guys talking about football. Um, yeah, it was, it's so great that football's back. Yeah. And I was so excited. But really, you, like Chuck Klosterman is probably a smart guy because being a football agnostic means you just get to enjoy 16 games and they're all equal. Whereas if you're me, like your Sunday was ruined by the Jets. You know, if they had lost, fine, they lose. But blowing a 16 nothing lead, like that ruins your day. You can't think of anything else the rest of the day. Yeah, I disagree. Ruins- when you're an agnostic, uh, like when you don't have a, a team that you're a fan of, the ultimate, mm-hmm. what that really means is that you're not as – into that sport, it's impossible to be a diehard of a, right. of a well, sport. Right. Well, I'm an, I'm an NHL sport. agnostic, and I'm not as big of an NHL fan yeah, as probably exactly. I should be. That's what I mean. And uh, but I'm a college football agnostic, but I find myself year after year watching more and more college football. I mean, I'll I, I've watched every college football game this season and last year. Yeah. Um. But it ruined my day. It ruined my Monday. I'm over mm. it now. Your Monday I'm was already ruined. ready. Oh, I thought your Monday was ruined by the fire in the uh, one hundred thousand dollar level Patron. Uh, 32 fans uh, group chat yesterday. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Yesterday's group chat? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Chester, uh, uh, the problem with Chester. No, 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 no. First of all, no, that's only for $100,000 subscribers. We're not discussing it. Okay. All right, fine. But I just say, just in general, you're in a good mood recently and it's disgusting. (laughs) And I hope hope something, like, I I hope, like, you know, not not like uh, something bad happens to you, but I hope you get to be. In a bad like, mood, it, misery like loves company. Yeah, I, I, it's it's upsetting that you're just like happy and and you're like content with your life. And I hope this doesn't continue. For yeah, and I have time. to be honest, I was happy and content with my life and had no expectations from the Vikings. And then they went out mm-hmm. and just curb stomped Atlanta. I mean, that game was twenty eight nothing deep into the fourth quarter. Listen, the Vikings are the kings of inexplicable, weird week one or two results. And I, I think in week 10, we're going to be like, okay, the Vikings beat the Falcons, but it's insane that they destroyed them. I think that's going to be – I think our goal today should be to not overreact to anything that happened in week one, except for the best team in the 32nd worst – you know, the 32nd best team. I think it's fair to say the Patriots look unbeatable. I'm not saying they're going to go 16-0. They're not. But, like, the Patriots are probably, like, 
better than they looked because they're getting the guy who's like objectively their second best player is going to be on the team Sunday. Uh, and the, I think the Dolphins are as like I don't think they're going to lose every game by forty, but they could be historically bad. Yeah. I don't think I'm not, I, they'll probably win a couple of games, but I think there are a lot more whoopings coming. We've from never that. But that seen means, a team tank in the NFL before, really. You know, it's common in basketball. But, it's common in baseball. We had talked about it, uh, er, like I think early this year, like well mm-hmm, before our yeah. season previews, that the Dolphins people thought they'd be tanking. And then when we actually came to preview the team, some of the Dolphins fans we'd spoken said, no, they're not really doing that. You know, there's a reason they traded for Josh Rosen, for example. And, and then that's clearly mm-hmm. not the case. They are tanking. Well, coach will never tank because a co- one bad year, unless you have two Super Bowl rings, one bad year can get a coach fired. Like, yeah. if Flores goes 1-15, he's probably out the door. So he has got no incentive to tank. Uh, the GM has some incentive to tank, but they have so many picks. Like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, the you NF- want the first the pick. NFL's but that not even... the NBA. Even if you have 10 picks, that's not enough to make a contender. They also have $110 million in cap space next year. Like, the Dolphins are really – they could – if yeah, they got uh, a quarterback, they could reload in one year. Here's the complete list of, of NFL teams in history that went from bad to great because of free agency. There's the list. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, – But anyway, the, I mean, uh, the problem is that the you, you for, we, people like us or stat guys forget the human element. <laughs> the players on the team did not want the team to trade Tunsil because they, they said that's a sign that we're giving up. Yeah. And he was a very popular guy, and he was clearly the best player on the on the offense. And they traded him, and now the players. Listen, if I had a gas mask you know, bong, I think I'd be more popular. Also, it's true that I mean, like he's probably a fun guy, yeah. like to hang out with in the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that have a good time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, the players don't want to be there. It's funny that there was like a report. Ian Rapport will say whatever you tell him. Like if you're an agent or or an exec, he will tweet whatever you want. At this point, he's really uh, losing his fastball. Like so. Uh, a bunch of players said, oh, they want to get traded. There's like four guys on the Dolphins that have like seventh-round trade value. I don't know. Other than their secondary, I don't know who is yeah, getting the, traded. Yeah, there's nobody. Team. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So they're, they're not going to get a lot of value in trades. Let's. Um, so why don't we run through uh, week one's games and see where uh, we can overreact to uh, sort of our preseason hot takes. Okay. Some of them yeah, look yeah, pretty and I good. See, some like, of them look pretty bad. Were we right or wrong? Yeah, exactly. I think more Akiva was right about almost everything and Chester was wrong about almost everything but let's go uh, yeah I'm going to disagree pretty strongly there well okay let's start with week one uh, or with the Thursday night game obviously uh, yeah. there your Trubisky a hate. big dub for Akivi yeah alright so there's a big dub for you um, yeah I had the Packers winning division I said to Darius Smith and Preston Smith well I mean the Packers uh, did cl- not look I mean the Packers offense Aaron Rodgers especially no I, but I we specifically discussed that the Packers defense which was like the 27th best defense last year is going to be an above average defense that's a huge mm-hmm. you know uh, jump now if Aaron Rodgers not Aaron Rodgers like their ceiling is winning the division and maybe winning a playoff game and then getting, you know, curb stomped. I don't know how this team New wins the division if Aaron Rodgers is not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I know. mean, you could, if you have a really good defense, I mean, I'm saying even a bad Aaron Rodgers. You think the like Packers defense is better than the Vikings defense or the Bears defense? Uh, no, definitely not. Yeah. But I think I think the Packers offense could be better, is obviously better than the Bears offense At and moment, could be yeah. pretty similar to the Vikings offense. Well, that means Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, though. I'm not sold yeah. on the Vikings being uh, uh, great. We, you know, we could, we could talk about that. Don't, don't panic on the Bears. Uh, we'll talk about their Week 2 opponent. I think it's a perfect matchup for them. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not – listen, Trubisky, I'm not a fan of. You were a little too high on. People thought I was way too low on him. I'm not saying – I'm not th- shutting the door on Trubisky, but uh, th- they'll be fine in Week 2. Let's, again, let's not overreact. They yeah. were very rusty. They had not played together at all. If they suck in week two, then absolutely alert, you know, the, the panic alarms. Yeah. But right now, I'm not worried about the Bears. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think the reason I was too down on the Vikings is 
you know, let's remember who the Vikings were two years ago, or forget about two years ago, coming into last season. They were, you know, a Super Bowl favorite. They were an elite, elite, historically great defense. They had an offense that the biggest hole had been quarterback, and they seemed to fill it with, at worst, you'd say, a slightly above-average quarterback. And the problems last year were that they were just – I mean, they had two of their starting offensive linemen gone for the season before even week one. And then mm-hmm. on defense, they were ravaged with injuries. And I think I sort of thought, well, okay, so last year they won eight and a half games, so that's what they are. They're an eight or nine-win team. And what I forgot is that if they have the health on the offensive line and the defense that they didn't have last year, they're probably about an 11-win team. So why do you think – so uh, Drew McGarry, obviously a Vikings fan, said that uh, he had an interesting point, which was that maybe other than quarterbacks, maybe the most crucial rookie, uh, sort of like the the rookie with the most pressure on them in the NFL is Garrett Bradbury, the Vikings starting center, which I I, I would agree with. I think uh, very you know Josh Jacobs obviously might change the course of the Raiders, mm. uh, but you know a pre week one scenario, the, the other option was the Falcons who have two offensive linemen who are rookies starting, although one of them is out for an extended period of time already. Uh, so what do you think about Bradbury week one? Because I heard pretty mixed reviews and. Him and, and the guard inside seemed like they were getting pushed around all game. Um, where did you get those mixed reviews? Because that's not what I've read anywhere. Yeah, I saw a bunch of videos of like uh, the, of Grady Jarrett just throwing them around all game. I mean, he wasn't getting to Cousins. But so then what was he, he was, doing? He was yeah. tearing them apart. I mean, well, they, they, like, averaged, you know, they averaged well over five yards a carry. They ran the ball whenever they wanted. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think Kirk Cousins was he sacked once maybe the whole game. So I, I'm not sure what the source of that is. Uh, but again, the, yeah. the Vikings, It's my, my focus is much more on the defense because, you know, Julio Jones now has played against uh, the Vikings, what, four times, and he's never had more than, like, 30 yards in a game. I think that, I think this week, because he got a garbage time left touch on hands, it was 31 yards on the game. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you were down on Xavier Rhodes for some reason. The only question with Xavier Rhodes is health. When he plays, he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, mm-hmm. now health is a concern, obviously, and he left the game twice uh, in week one. Uh, for injury reasons, but even when he was gone, they couldn't do anything. And so, you know, one of my big concerns, and you and I had the same concern, was uh, for the Jets and the Vikings, was was depth in the secondary. But the Vikings, two of their three starting quarterbacks, were out for much of this game, and um, you know, and and possibly the best passing offense in the NFL still did nothing against them. So, uh, I'm I'm definitely reinvigorated. And now they go into Green Bay in Week Two, and uh, you know, let's see what they can do against Aaron Rodgers in that offense. Um, so, um, all right, uh, the next game I have on my list is Titans Browns. Uh, to me, this is a, a loss for Uncle Keevy and a win for me because I was down on the Browns all preseason. I did not yeah, understand the hype. Absolutely. And um, uh, I'm not, I'm not nervous about the Browns. I think that uh, you know, that, listen, in in the course of week two of the four uh, AFC South teams have lost their starting quarterbacks, uh, one forever, one for at least half the season, maybe the whole season. Uh, so we got we went from we went from Luck and Foles to Minshew and yeah. and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Uh, the thing is that it could easily be three by you know. 12 days from now because Deshaun Watson who's incredible well, is not on. going to about take the Titans the Browns, but yeah. I'm just saying listen Deshaun Watson is the most important person in the Titans season because he's not going to take 45 hard hits a game and still be alive in week five yeah. it's not going to happen yeah at, at which point the Titans become an overwhelming favorite to win that division. I don't think they're so, overwhelming. I think that the Titans are the same nine. Well Watson without Texans you were saying yeah, that Marcus Murdo was going to lose his job last week. I wasn't saying that. They literally yeah. didn't name him the starter until the middle of the preseason. Yeah. I mean, they had an open competition. Yeah. Uh, it just, I'm not, I, was, I, I want to focus on the Browns because the re- one of the main reasons I never understood the, Brown hype, the Browns hype was Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens is a joke. He was like the sixth option yeah. that they had to be the, yeah. And it just it didn't make sense to me why we were assuming that he's going to be a coach of any value whatsoever. Yeah. And, and as people are pointing out already, Todd Munkin, who uh, interviewed for the Jets job and, and the Browns job and got the Browns OC job, 
head coaching jobs he interviewed for, is probably the best coach on their team. And he's not even calling the plays because Kitchens is the head coach and OC, which is really tough for a first-time head coach. Um, yeah, that could get ugly fast. Odell is already sort of angry tweeting. Yeah, um, I mean, whatever. I think that I think the Jets might be a magic elixir for them. They're so, so talented. I, I, I know I was insanely high on them. And even considered picking them to win the Super Bowl, but like they have, they have talent coming out of everywhere. So it's completely on the head coach. If if they, there's two teams that are so held down by their head coach right now, and we're jumping the gun a little bit on Cleveland because he's coached one game. But in my mind, it's Cleveland, Detroit, because Detroit I think also has a good team that that has with an atrocious coach. All right, well we'll get to that one in a second. But um, yeah, but anyway, I said I I said when when I did my core rings and went through every team's roster with a fine tooth comb for for a month. The two teams that shocked me how many good B-plus players they have were the Titans and the Lions. And, uh, yeah. you know, and the, right. the Titans— So you're not going to overact I, in week one, but maybe by week five you'll realize you were wrong. About no, I'm saying so. that, like, I, listen, the Titans' defense could be really, really good. I, I don't think that they're a threat to do anything other than win a division at 9-7, and seven, but, you know, it, it bears watching. And the Browns will be fine. The Browns will probably destroy the Jets on Monday Night Football, and they'll be fine. All right. Um, in that division, by the way, the Ravens, I think that people are jumping the gun a little bit. Lamar Jackson's MVP odds went from 50-1 to 1 to 18-1. to 1. Yeah. It's like, listen, they, they were playing. You know, there's always these questions about what would happen if Alabama or whoever the best college yeah. team is played an NFL team. Yeah. We sort of saw a version of that. Yeah, it was Alabama versus UNC Greensboro. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, the, the Dolphins, show us you, can't, yeah, you can't judge anything. I still think, you know, my preseason pick was I had the Ravens just a slight notch above Pittsburgh and Cleveland, but I thought they were all about between 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven type teams. You know, maybe the Ravens are trending towards 10-6, and six, but we got to see it against somebody other than Miami. I don't want to jump to any. Great, great week to trade Marquise Brown if you were me and, 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 and the person who you made a trade with said I'm going to cut him and you had an extra roster spot. So I said, give me him. And then I made a fab claim that got denied because your brother – can I complain about something? Your brother. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in that league. Your brother is, is uh, you know, he makes you look like the world's greatest uh, fantasy football commissioner. Well, everyone. I mean, because, I make it, I, I, yeah. everybody compared to me, I'm the world's greatest. The, pro- the problem with my brother is he doesn't really watch sports or follow sports. So Your brother, literally, he decided that if two people make a waiver claim for a player, nobody gets the player. <laughs> and so two people went for a, a Greg Olson at like a dollar, and they tied. So they went for $2. And they tied. Then they had a third tie on Sunday morning. So he said, well, and Darren Waller also. He's like, well, just a free agent until next week. Like, no one gets him. Uh, and literally no one would agree with this decision. It's yeah, insane. Yeah. Um, Very strange. Uh, Don't you guys anyway, have rules uh, in this league or no? The rule is that Sammy makes up the rules as, as, he, as he goes along. Yeah. See, uh, Marquise, in my leagues, I have a 75-page rule book, which addresses yeah, all possible yeah. consequences. Mar- Marquise, Marquise Brown, it's a good week to uh, to trade him. Lamar also, the thing is, they host Arizona this week, so the party could continue for one more week because even though Kyler Murray uh, showed a lot in the second half of the game, their defense is abominable, and, and Lamar Jackson is going to go insane against that Arizona defense too, I'm sure. Yeah, and Patrick Peterson's still out, obviously, for another five weeks. Yeah, they're, they're missing a lot of people yeah. in their secondary. Defense sucks even at full strength, so yeah. they're, not, they're in trouble. Let's talk about your Jets for a second. The Jets got just mm-hmm. utterly destroyed in this game on a play-to-play basis. But because of yeah, all those absolutely. turnovers, they were, yeah. as you said, they had that nice 16-0 lead into the third quarter. Yeah. And it was a very strange uh, game plan. Basically, uh, pro- football outsiders had this stat called failed completions, which is basically you know passing for three yards on second and nine. 
Uh, Adam Gates, they said, was the king of it, and then and then he really showed you why in this game. Because Jamison Crowder, did you see the stat? Had 14 catches, but yeah. became the first wide receiver yards. in NFL history yeah. to not have 100 yards with 14-plus catches. Yeah, um, yeah, they they went deep three times to Robbie Anderson. Oh, it's for like three. it's like the stat close. of guys who have 30 home runs and not 100 RBIs. It's sort of a similar thing. It's the year Piazza had like how do you have that 28 homers? Yeah. Piazza had like 28 homers and like 40 runs. Yeah. Um, I I think uh, Gase could be a total flopperoonie already. He's he, he's already which losing is surprising the media. because could, he was so successful in Miami. You could lose the, you can lose the media in New York and lose your job. It, we've seen it with Mets and Yankees and 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 all sorts of coaches and managers. And uh, Gase is already on the front page today for you know blaming the whole team but himself. I didn't think Darnold looked so bad. They asked him to do nothing. He threw three decent deep passes that were 50-50 that Anderson didn't come down with. The Jets did not have a 20-yard play all game. That's a true statistic. They had two plays above 12 yards all game. And they were you know a missed field goal and or a missed extra point from winning the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because you were the, so high on Darnold in the preseason. And you mocked me when I had him you know, very low in my quarterback rankings. I, and they, their offensive line does suck. He didn't have Who any time to Who would you rather have right now, Josh Allen or Sam Darnold? Oh, everyone would say Darnold. The uh, Bills would I, say Darnold. Okay, I'm just and, and just to see how low you are on Trubisky, who would you rather have right now, Josh Allen or Mitch Trubisky? Darnold, Darnold with the Bills. Go watch video. One of the great things about Twitter now is there's so many like smart people cutting videos. Watch video of the Bills' offensive line against the Jets, who supposedly had like a top five D line. Darnold would have gone thirty for thirty with four hundred yards and three touchdowns. And I'm not even saying he's great. Like Mariota would have done that too. Like Dalton would have done that. The, um, Allen literally had all day to throw all game. Josh Allen is abominable, Chester. He he. Oh, I'm, I'm not. He I'm not saying ball. he's any good. I just no. Wanted to see no, Darnold was Darnold. Darnold's worst game is better than Allen's yeah. best game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Allen has you know a, a weapon in his legs, but yeah, he's still very inaccurate down the field. So uh, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll we'll learn a little bit more about the Bills this week, also. Yeah, the Bills' offensive line is good. Their defense might be scary good. Yeah. Like they might be. They might be who we thought Denver would be. You know. And they and they could easily go eight and eight or even sneak into that six spot. Uh, I mean, Allen sucks, but first of all, like he has a really great arm, and Jones and Brown are like really solid deep threats. Foster they didn't really play, but he can go deep too. They have sort of the right team. the The GM and the coach know what they're doing there. Like they have a vision. Uh, I don't think it can go anywhere with like long term with Allen being Allen, but there's a there's a lot more talent there than maybe, uh, you know, I gave them credit for. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Eagles and Washington game for a second. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Eagles are sort of, they their they're issues that they had even in their Super Bowl year, they still have now, but probably a little stronger. And those issues mm-hmm. are twofold. Defensively, they have one of the worst secondaries in the league, which is how Case Keenum can throw for 380 yards against you. Yeah. And offensively, they have five running backs, but they have no running back. And, you know, may- maybe it'll take time. You know, you-, you can't automatically expect a rookie to explode in the first game. But I think Darren Sproles actually got the start and led the team in rushing. And, and that's not ideal when little tiny Darren in his mid-30s is, is your... The truth is their their numbers, it's a little deceiving because they struggled for so much of the game. But their, their rushing numbers were actually fine. They ran for four yards a carry. Uh, Howard had a few good carries. Miles Sanders was useless. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't really opening up holes but, for him. But, also, but, Again, they, this but is... they gave him a chance. I mean, I think he had 13 carries for 25 yards. So one of the, yeah one of the main things we said about the Eagles is like what are they going to do on the other side besides Jeffrey like I'm not a big Aguilar guy but if Deshaun Jackson is still well, Deshaun I mean, Jackson Ertz, yeah well yeah then, obviously Deshaun Jackson Deshaun Jackson only has these games against his former teams though so <laughs> yeah yeah now they it's interesting because the strength of their team is the offensive line 
which didn't have its best game, and the pass rush, which which did nothing against yeah. Sack Keenum once, didn't really get in his face. Their their run defense is incredible. That you know the Redskins did nothing. They didn't even try and run, and they were unsuccessful when they did. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. Their secondary blew. They looked McLaurin, who's a uh, McLaurin, who's uh, Haskins' teammate, who's a late round draft pick. Um, look like Jerry Rice. I mean, if you're uh, if you're I, if you're Matt Ryan and Julio Jones to go from the Minnesota secondary in Week One to the Philly secondary in Week Two, they got to be licking their chops. And I think I think, that, I think, I think Philly Atlanta is one have of the most interesting week. games of Week Two. That is an interesting game. I mean, there's a lot of good NFC games because that Minnesota Green Bay game is awesome. Also, um, I I think that you know Wentz is such a stud now. You know, whenever he's healthy. And he's fun to watch. I I, I think this, the the Eagles. This was like a preseason game. They got into their system. If they played the Redskins again this week, they'd win by twenty. Yeah, probably. Uh, Rams Panthers. We both were on the hot take that Carolina was actually going to win this game, and yeah. you know it looked that way for a lot of the game, and it ended. People I, are like writing them off. Like Simmons and Cousins Sour. Like yeah, Carolina. They're not yeah, special. They're like, yeah, they lost to the Rams. You know yeah. who else has lost to the Rams everybody. last two years? Almost yeah. every team. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's if you know if they if they start losing at home to Tampa, I will get very worried about. Carolina, but right now I think they're fine. Yeah, and I thought Carolina fought back. I think the Rams took like a uh, two touchdown lead in the second quarter. I thought Carolina, I th- you know, this was a close game. Um, I think that Carolina is going to be okay. Now, whether they're, wh- I, I'm, you know, I, I, I had them winning that division at a three-way ten and six battle because of a tiebreaker, but that I had them mm-hmm. winning this game against the Rams. So if they're nine and seven instead of ten and six, they're in trouble because nine and seven is not going to get it done in the NFC. But yeah. um, I think Carolina's okay. The Rams, you know. They have, what, three running backs now? Because Malcolm Brown, everybody thought it was going to be Henderson who was going to be sort of Henderson didn't really touch the ball. Yeah. yeah but, um, yeah. I uh, mean, Gurley. Gur- Gurley looks very think, good, but I think they did the yeah, right Gurley thing, which is there's no reason to give Gurley the ball 25 times a game. No, especially you're a team that's, that is planning on being yeah. in the playoffs. So you want Gurley to be healthy in the playoffs. Yeah. Goff did not look amazing, but. Uh, no, you know, Goff looked very bad. Yeah. Goff, Goff was near the bottom of uh, yards per attempt. Like, yeah. Goff was not good at all. Yeah. Ram Saints, obviously, that's going to be the premier game in week two. Absolutely. Uh, Chiefs at Jaguars, you know, obviously the Nick Foles. Uh, I, I was very low on the Jaguars. Were you one of the people who was high on the Jaguars? I thought, uh, I, I thought they were easily I, the worst team in this division. Okay, so during the podcast, during like the month that we did the podcast, I did, you know, I was not anything on the Jaguars. And then really like just looking at how some of their, you know, Allen looked and, and, and reading more about the Jaguars, I almost picked them. I, I don't remember what my – it was like a 50-50 thing. I don't remember if I picked them or the, or the Chargers to make the playoffs. Maybe someone remembers. But I, w- I, said, I said they were the seventh-best team, and then I may have switched it. I don't remember. Um, and, I mean, listen, if you're competitive against the Chiefs, that's all you can ask for. Like, the Chiefs have not lo- – like I said last week in, the, in our week one preview, Chiefs have not lost to a, a, a non-elite – their only well, well, hold on. loss to a team that's not a world beater was in Seattle. Because as bad as Jacksonville as was a team. last – As bad as Jacksonville was last year, when they played the Chiefs, for example, they actually, their defense was still good. I think they were the only team Mahomes didn't have a touchdown against last year. Uh, mm. In week one, he had almost 400 yards and three touchdowns, and I that mean, was without okay. Tyreek Hill in the game. So Jacksonville, if their defense is not elite – Forget about whether their quarterback is Foles or Minshew or you or me. If their defense is not elite, Jacksonville has no chance of winning even six or seven. I'd say let's see what happens this week, but this week they have uh, the Sean Watson. So let's, yeah. so let's talk about Mariota in week three. Well, they're going to fall we- into a deep 0-2 hole. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still think... Let's even- see their defense against Mariota. Now, hey, listen, yes, if Gardner Minshew looks, looks like Tony looked- Romo against you... Yeah. Then, then your defense probably is horrendous. Well, you, had ta- you were talking about the Red City, and you were right about that. Yeah, their defense stinks. Uh, I mean, they lost a lot of guys from. But a they still defense. won on the road by two touchdowns. So, listen, they no, nobody's blowing them out. They have not been blown out in the Mahomes era. So, yeah. 
Uh, you know, they are they are a nightmare to play. They they lost their most dynamic player. And it's weird because, like, they had Hunt and Hill, and now it's like, oh, they just need Mahomes. It's like Sammy Watkins, who was useless everywhere else. Yep, he's amazing now. All right, let's talk um, about Colts Chargers. Is this yeah. is your biggest be- takeaway uh, The best here? game until Monday Night Football. Yeah, is your biggest takeaway here that the Colts are better than we thought or the Chargers are worse than we thought? Uh, you know, the smart people uh, – all said, like the Colts are fine. They're an eight and eight team still. They're they're not an incompetent team. Brissett the, was the, incredible. The by the way, them. Brissett was really good. And again, he had no. All, the other thirty-two teams all had starting quarterbacks who who at least had the opportunity, you know, to to be the starting quarterback. Not all of them, you know, practiced and played in, in the preseason, but they were all like the lead guy. Brissett became the lead guy at the very end of the entire summer. Well, no, because Luck was injured in the first part of the summer. No, but I, he was not plan. They, Maybe not they were mentally. Not, th- yeah, they didn't was- game plan. Their plays were not. The, yeah. the coaches were not writing plays yeah. for Jacoby. I mean, I, I was incredibly impressed by Brissett. Obviously, Vinatieri cost them the game with all his missed kicks. Yeah, uh, they it, could it, and should have won the game against the very yeah. good team. Yeah, um, you know, the Chargers- I'm, listen. I'm nervous about uh, in ten weeks. I'm nervous about what Philip Rivers is going to look like. Well, we had they talked have no about this, or I had talked about this in our Chargers preview. Like, this is a team that has a lot of injuries, has a lot of yeah. missing pieces. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit worried about the Chargers. And again, you know, they don't they, they don't have a home field advantage against anybody. And so yeah, now they got the win, and that's what matters. Uh, Seahawks Bengals. You know, I'm on Team Bengals. I, I very know, good I, game. I, also, I, I, I picked their coach to be a coach of the year candidate. I think they're going to go 500. So, uh, you know, they were winning this game for most of the game. Um, obviously, Seattle, uh, you know, scores that late touchdown to take the lead, and then since they kicks that field, I don't know what they were doing. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of takes here. We'll see Seattle at Pittsburgh, I think, will also be a, a, a game that's important in week two to see are either one of these teams contenders or not. Uh, the Bengals, though, what do you, do you have any – Are your, have your feelings improved on the Bengals at all or, or not really? Here, the only thing that we sort of missed that we didn't really focus on is, like, everyone knows that Marvin Lewis sucked by the end of his tenure, if he didn't always suck. Yeah. And going from Marvin Lewis to anybody should be a big jump. Now, yeah. we were very skeptical, Zach, uh, skeptical about Zach Taylor because – he has no history we just didn't know of doing about him. Yeah. yeah, but it makes sense, right? Going from Lewis to like a, a new coach who maybe knows what they're doing, who at least like has been in the vicinity of people who know what they're doing, is uh, a big upgrade. I'm still not sold on the Bengals. I don't think it's a great team. Oh, I don't think it's a great team, but I don't think it's one of the bottom five teams in the league. I don't. Th- I, I I don't see them doing better than eight and eight. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But eight and eight, I think, is a lot better than most people have. All right. Uh, speak- yeah, I agree. Speaking of bottom five teams in the league that aren't going to be eight and eight, the Giants. You know, Dak Prescott literally was perfect, and you know, so yeah, you were like, oh, because I was so anti-Dak, and yeah. I, you know, I'll take it. He was obviously incredible week one, yeah. historically great. But uh, and, and then I said the same thing Dak versus Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky, I think, on this. One. But and but you know, it's it's not a scenario where like oh, it'll it'll sort of. Bounce back this week because the Redskins who just let Wentz run wild yeah. in, in week two. Yeah, and, I mean they're not on. a totally they competent the defense. And then they have the Dolphins in week three. They have the Jets soon also. Like it, it, it may the the train may stop for Dak, but it's not going to be until after he signs the tr- eighty trillion dollar contract. Yeah, exactly. in, you know, in a few weeks. Yeah, I, I still think they, that that team schedule. Scott is your quarterback. That and, might be the easiest first half schedule in the history of the NFL. The Patriots. Have you seen the Patriots schedule after week one? No, the, I think the Cowboys is easier. Yeah, and the Patriots, by the way, have had an easy schedule for each of the last fifteen years. So, well, yeah, yeah they have they have six automatic wins. Yeah. Uh, All right, let, let, let's talk about the tie. These were probably two mm-hmm. of the worst. Uh, these are probably two of the worst six or seven teams in the league. The Lions are absolutely awful. No, I don't think the Lions yeah, are that I bad. I don't. Well, I, 
I don't think they're that bad. The Cardinals are definitely in the bottom. The the thing is that. All right. Well, hold on. One, Let, let's get to some yeah. consensus here. Matt Patricia okay. is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. He might be the worst coach. He yeah. might. He very well might be the worst coach. He's incompetent. I, I I can't understand some of the decisions he makes. I I literally think that he's trying to lose his job, and I don't know why that would be his motivation. Mm-hmm. But it just what particular bothered you about Patricia? Um, you know the overtime stuff. I, you know, I'd have to go back and look at my notes of the play-by-play from that. I game. mean, it was a vintage, vintage Stafford game, like destroying a bad defense. Yeah. Well, but then he couldn't destroy it when it mattered. In no, the fourth couldn't quarter, it when it mattered. They couldn't really run in Arizona, which is slightly concerning. Yeah. I was very also, high they were settling for the tie in overtime, and that made no sense. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously, but but yeah. but Arizona even more so. No, but Arizona's not playing for anything this year. Yeah. So I mean, well, did you think what's Detroit playing for the Super Bowl? Like, what do you think Detroit is? You're, you're just mad because it messed up all Detroit, your charts to add the, the third Detroit. column for ties. Oh, no, I, I love ties. I'm pro ties. Oh, you do? Like oh, yeah, because ties like kissing your sister. You love them. No. I like ties because it resolves all the tiebreaker issues down the line. When you have a team mm-hmm. that's tied, you don't have to worry about yeah. the fourth tie. I like the tie. I was the tiebreaker guy at NBC. I love ties. Yeah. So uh, I'm a fan of ties. I think both of these teams are really, really, really bad. And I think we're going to see that. Uh, I think the lines are frisky. I, their defense, I know their defense sucked in the fourth quarter. I think their defense is actually not so bad. Mm-hmm. And I need to see Kyler Murray play a good team before I draw any conclusions. But, you know, obviously that the fourth Murray is going to take, you know, we talked about Deshaun Watson. Murray's going to take hits this year that you've never seen before. Because if you watch that game, you saw that the linemen, maybe Detroit's just a dirty team, or maybe the guys are just rusty. But the linemen, ta- the D linemen and the, and the front seven guys for, the, for Detroit took so many cheap shots at Murray that didn't get called because he's so small that, like, what's, what's nothing to Ben Roethlisberger is, is like, a life, you know, a career-threatening injury to Murray. Um, they, I mean, he got hit out of bounds. Like, it wasn't that late, but all other 31 quarterbacks in the league get that call, if you remember that play. Like, he was getting hit so much. It's going to be and – he, and he had a lot of passes knocked down. Which, by the way, so did Darnold, which is very concerning. If you're not six four, you're in trouble as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I disagree. We've seen that from Drew Brees and Russell Wilson and a lot of guys. You have to, I listen, Drew Brees is a, is a, is a borderline immortal player. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're not six four, like you're at. It's funny. Sanchez had the same problem when he was with the Jets, and Darnold had like no joke, like six balls knocked down. The game. question is, I really mean, throw Murray was so good in the fourth quarter, but he did nothing yeah. for three quarters. So no, I think Murray's going to be like the most exciting player in the league. All right. But but you know it'll be like the crappy four o'clock like Arizona at Seattle you know the last game they only see on the red zone when everything else is in commercial games yeah San Francisco Tampa those are two teams that are we thought were about even that it was, was a, a really toss-up. poorly played game it was really ugly yeah. J- Jameis uh, is just yeah. I, I just don't if he's gonna play like this the rest of the season forget about bringing him back next year I don't know how he's gonna finish the season yeah I looked up the backup before the show it's Blaine Gabbard so yeah. it's, he's not exactly being pushed. <laughs> But at a certain point, you just have to cut the But he cord. wasn't being pushed last year, and he got benched multiple times for Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but Fitzpatrick so. has more of a history than Blaine Gabbard of, like, being competent. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I just think that, you know, the Mariota-Winston thing, like, two weeks ago it looked like, well, they're both bad, but maybe Winston's winning it because, like, at least they'll have a job. And now Mariota's, like, all the way back after one game, yeah. again, not to overreact. Yeah. And Winston is, you know, people are making XFL jokes, but the XFL might not even want him by next yeah. February. In San Francisco... You know, they didn't do very much offensively. They got to 31 points because of all those pick sixes that, that Winston was throwing. Uh, you know, they have another running back go down. So they lost McKinnon. They lost Coleman. So now they're down to, what, uh, Raheem Mostert and Matt Breda, I think. It's crazy because I talked in the in the preseason about how they had the deepest running back and wide receiver core in the league. But they've lost, like, five guys already. Yeah. Right? I think Wilson is injured, too. Wilson. Uh, how do they have deep receivers? Dante Pettis is their number one receiver. They don't have – I'm not saying they have good receivers. I'm just saying they had, like, eight, like – Bad eight, you receivers. Know, st- okay. Yeah, like, ro- guys you know. Yeah. Uh, more like draft picks. Um, 
we also we talked very little about Tampa in the preseason, honestly. But Bruce Arians could be in an Art Shell situation, yeah. Where it's like, or Joe Gibbs, where it's like, okay, he was good, guys. then not good, and then you bring him back a second time, and it's like, is Dick oh, yeah, Vermeule yeah, yeah. the no. only example of a guy who was a good coach was gone for a long time, comes back when he's old and actually does something successfully? It's upsetting that like you know there was the Jimmy Johnson talk for a million years, and then Bill Cowher, but neither of those guys yeah. ever. And came by back the way, John Gruden is another example of this. Like these guys, ne- other than Vermeule, these guys never ever ever work out. It's true. Gruden, at least, was sort of around football. I know he was just commentating, but he was, like, meeting and analyzing the quarterbacks and stuff. He wasn't as out of the league. His brother's head coach. Like, he wasn't as out of the league as Joe Gibbs was, who was doing NASCAR stuff, you know? Yeah. Wasn't even watching football, probably. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers-Patriots game, obviously we hate the Patriots, but I was happy to see that just because it annoyed me that people were not that the people were still considering the Steelers a contender this year. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not so worried. I mean, yeah, I, the Patriots might just team, destroy everybody. And they lost their best player, and they didn't replace him, and shockingly, their offense sucks now. And again, I've been they, anti they, Roethlisberger for just about his entire career. They'll be fine. I'm telling you the Steelers will be fine. The, the AFC is so bad that everyone in the AFC... The I mean, they could be the second-best team. Well, they're probably not better than Kansas City or yeah. the Chargers, but like they could be in theory. Uh, it just... It's 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 the it's the Chiefs, it's the Patriots, and there's no other team in the AFC that I think would have a chance at a playoff spot in the NFC. And so yeah, Pitts, Pittsburgh is still an eight and eight nine. What well, you 17. think the Chargers are much worse than the Vikings? Okay, no, that's no, ridiculous. that's fair. No, the Chargers, the Chargers. There's no other team in the AFC that would be a lock for the playoffs. Uh, the I, the, I mean, the the Saints are generally considered the best team, and the Texans basically outplayed them. So I, I would be, yeah. you're being a little hard on the Texans. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, well. I, I don't like Bill O'Brien. I don't like his decision making. I don't like their offensive okay, line. Okay, but uh, so. but their talent is is undeniable, yeah. and you know, I mean, the offensive line is abominable. Although yeah. I mean, Tunsil was a stud. Yeah. Uh, now they only have four atrocious offensive line. Yeah. I mean, l- let's talk about that Monday night game. So uh, to me, yeah. a, a bit of that is that. Do you think that's the game of the year by the end of the year still, no, or do you think something no passes it? No way. Okay. And honestly, until the last minute, it wasn't a great game. No, it was very good. You know, Breeze. Had a couple of bad decisions there. Uh, he had, he had. I think he only had the one pick, but he had a couple others that probably should have been picked. Um, it, Remember it how the, boring the QBs were when we grew up, and now we got like Lamar Jackson and Deshaun and Kyler Murray like running around every week yeah. and just doing awesome things. Like it, it was, it was like, oh, Wade Wilson's in now. Now like every, even the bad teams have like an exciting quarterback. But even at the top, like you know, there weren't that many great quarterbacks when we were kids. You had Favre and Marino and and, and Elway, I guess. But you know, there weren't there yeah. weren't. There weren't there weren't as many guys now, you know. Yeah. Obviously, Rich Gannon was announcing Sunday, and I wanted yeah. to say that to him. I was like, "You think you'd be MVP nowadays, fool?" <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Houston. Houston looks pretty impressive there, but yeah, I'm very worried about Deshaun Watson as a, as a Deshaun Watson fantasy owner. Uh, I'm not sure how he's going to make it 16 games the way that uh, uh, O'Brien's calling calls. And now let's end with the uh, the, the Broncos Raiders game. So this was you you beat me by the way in our picks in Week One. You went 11 four and one. I went 10 five and one. The only game we disagreed that I was uh, correct on, because Detroit-Arizona was a tie, so nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. The only game I was correct on was this game, that I had Oakland, you had Denver. And I just, you know, I, I didn't, I, I was sort of anti-Fangio. And it, I wasn't anti-Fangio because I had a lot of reasons to think he was bad. I just have no reason to think he's good. There's a reason that he's 61 years old and he never got a head coaching job. You look at his job as a defensive coordinator, the Bears had an average to below average defense for three years in a row. And then all of a sudden last year they were amazing. Because at 60, mm-hmm. he learned something new. And you go look at his career. The only time that he had good defenses was in San Francisco, and everybody credited Jim Harbaugh, not Fangio. There's a reason he never got a head coaching job. There's a reason he wasn't even ever considered for a job. And he had a bunch of idiotic comments in the preseason. 
and then he just made multiple awful, awful decisions in this game from kicking a field goal when he's down 21 to six late in the fourth quarter yeah. to, to kicking an extra point when he's down 21 to, when he's down by nine late, even later with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter to the way he used his timeouts just no, the 15 he, is a much worse decision because the down by nine is, is, is sort of like it doesn't matter uh, mathematically. What down by what? What do you mean? You said down by nine, they kicked an extra point. Yeah, th- th- they were down by fifteen, and they scored a touchdown. And then they yeah, but an that's, extra that's point. not a mathematical decision. It's a strategy, like, hey, I think we'll get it later. Decision. I no, 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 no. That game. is that is objectively the worst decision an NFL coach can possibly make. Uh, you can argue the merits of kicking a field goal or going for it or punting. There is absolutely zero reason to not go for two the first time. All you're doing is delaying information. You need to have the information now. You need to know whether you make or miss the two-point conversion. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I also think like I. I almost get as a rookie coach like I want this to be a one-possession game. I could say, oh, we lost one-possession game. Or, but but, but that, that's the point. You're not trying to win. You're trying to keep the score close, and that's stupid. Yeah. You no, but the fifteen, the, the field goal on fourth and nine down fifteen is is, is no, that wasn't nearly as bad to me. W- w- when you're down, it was because points. I because it doesn't it uh, it doesn't affect your win percentage by a thousandth of a percent. The the uh, the kicking. I understand but, why you do it. Yeah. Because you need to know now if you're down by two scores yeah, you or need, not. Exactly. If you make the two point conversion, exactly. I totally get it. But it doesn't affect your win percentage at all. Whereas the well, whereas well, well, your win probability your win when you're down okay. it, it 15 and you kick a field goal goes way down that second. It doesn't affect your win probability because your odds of making the two point conversion later and now are the same. Uh, essentially the same. Yes. Yeah. I unless you, unless unless there's numbers that say it's not, in which case I'd be but curious because is, if you are trying, you could catch a defense asleep up nine win, better than you're trying two. to win a game. There's yeah. no reason to do it the way he did it because all you are doing is delaying a decision. And, and every time a coach makes this idiotic decision, I always say the same thing. I say, I hope they do score a touchdown with no time remaining and miss the two-point conversion. Because the point is, if they had done it the other way and missed two-point conversion, they yeah. know, okay, we got to score quickly. And instead, they're going to waste all their time. Anyway, mm-hmm. so, if, you know, Fangio, really, really unimpressive. Flacco, obviously, very unimpressive. Oakland, you know, they... they I honestly think their receivers looked real good. Say, uh, Sutton and Sanders are actually, you know, who knew Sanders would be healthy? Uh, Fant was not the rookie tight end. Sanders was very good never... last year with Case Keenum. Yeah, but he, he tore his Achilles, though. Yeah, but he was back, you know, uh, from, from the, like, um, uh, what, what's the ESPN, um, the, the, the medical person they have? What's uh, her Stefania? name? Yeah, Stefania Bell. She had said that he would look uh, totally back. And so, yeah, it's impressive for a guy at that uh, age. But, fan, you know, we didn't talk about uh, Hawkinson, the tight end who had, like, the best Detroit. rookie day ever for a rookie tight end. But yeah. Fant, the other first-round rookie Arizona. tight end, uh, I believe he was first-round, uh, didn't yeah. really do anything. But I like I, Denver. The Denver's team from 2-53 to 53 is fine. The problem is Flacco is so, so bad. The, Oakland, is, I guess, is a bad matchup for them because Carr just throws the ball right away. So you can't get to him. This week, with, with you know, they're going to run rough shot, and we, we, could, we could talk about that game in a second. Them, them in Chicago, the final score is going to be like negative seven and negative nine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I've been doing all year, by the way, uh, all year, it's only been two weeks, but in our, in our fantasy defense survivor league, I just pick who's ever playing Denver. I think their offense can't do anything. So no, I I mean they can't. I picked Oakland in week one. Flacco I picked Chicago. Is, Flacco in week two. is the worst. I mean, I, would you rather have Gardner Minshew or Flacco? Probably <laughs> Minshew because at least he might be okay. Yeah, he might you be. Know? Some, yeah, it's, you I'd know, rather have Josh Allen. At least know, he could just run every play. When, when I when I was in YU, uh, you know, there was the, the YU network back in those days. I'm sure you remember mm-hmm. that, right? That's and our I've told college this, for people. Yeah, I, I would yeah. download every single movie I had never heard of because if I've never heard of the movie, there's a chance it might be good. Whereas if I had yeah. heard of it and I wasn't, it's usually a B movie, right? But if it's like the X Files two, you know, like oh, that's got to suck. Yeah, um, yeah. so Gardner Minshew probably will never be an NFL starter caliber quarterback, yeah. but we just don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. But so I'd rather have him. Flacco. I had never heard of him. By the way, I don't know how a team with Nick Foles as a starting quarterback had, was so derelict in getting a backup quarterback. Yeah, it is true. A guy's always yeah. injured. They had freaking Gardner. Always I mean, injured. They, see, they already traded for Dobbs, the Steelers' yeah. backup. But. Anyway, all right. So let's jump to week two. Uh, okay. Uh, what did you that. What did you think of those uh, Bucks Panthers commercials for the Thursday night game? What, I didn't. I I didn't see them because I watched oh. the game afterwards. Oh, they were on nonstop during the Monday night games. Um, no, I, I watched yeah. the on Game Pass the they're, next they're, morning. They're trying to play up Bucks Panthers as like one of the NFL's great rivalries. <laughs> I mean, every NFC South game is is always like ugly but close. Yeah. Um, so Tampa at Carolina. What's your pick no? Here? Carolina's going to blow the doors off the Bucks. Yeah. I don't know if the doors are going to be blown off. but um, The doors are going to be blown off. Yeah. All right. Uh, San Francisco at Cincinnati. This is very similar to me at San Francisco at Cincinnati last week. Uh, you and me. Chester, is this a loser least down match? Yeah. <laughs> These teams are you, really desperate. You and me and Bill Ansel, we all thought Cincinnati would be favored. Uh, you by four and a half. San Francisco was favored on the road. To me, that's insane. Makes no sense. What did San Francisco Cincinnati do to Cincinnati was last totally week? fine against. Yeah. That game was in Seattle, right? Yeah, that was in they Seattle. Were, and they lost. They were totally they were winning competitive in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. I'm no, Cincy, the Bengals I'm are going to win. Garoppolo had some, you know, talk about Jimmy G, uh, uh, Jameis in that game. Jimmy G had some had some real shaky moments, also. Yeah, luckily he was opposite Winston, so yeah, he's he not playing with uh, Tom Brady's weapons, but still. Yeah. Uh, well, you said they had the best running backs <laughs> receivers or whatever the hell you just said. Who the Patriots? No, the 49ers. No, I said they had like the yeah. deepest room. They had like right. ten guys who you didn't think would get cut. They just all got injured. We all made right. fun of the McKinnon signing last year. He's never going to play a snap for them. Yeah. Now, you were the one who was high on Detroit. I'm the one who was low on Detroit. And yet, uh, when I predicted every game of the season before the season, I actually had the Lions beating the Chargers in week two. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to flip flop. I'm here. rooting for a tie. I want a team to be oh, – z- when was the last time a team was 0-0-2? Zero, zero oh, probably oh, like two. the 60s. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah. Oh, I was going to guess even the 40s. No, like, there were the, a lot of ties, the, the, I feel the pre, like, in the yeah. AFL. Well, because no? well, there, there was no overtime. There was no overtime. There was a lot yeah. of ties. Yeah. Um, I, just, I think it's a competitive game. The Chargers win. I think it's a competitive game. All right, yeah, all right. Uh, all right, Minnesota I think Green Detroit Bay. can move the ball on the Chargers. Minnesota Green Bay played in week two last year in Green Bay. It was an amazing game. Speaking of ties, that I did in a tie in the end of uh, uh, the kicker's uh, career in Minnesota. Um, I, you know, By the way, thank you for Kari Vedvik. Man, <laughs> what, a, what a prize. He's already cut. Oh, they cut him? Yeah, he, of course. They, they, they didn't want to let him, you know, if they yeah, had a no, road game, they yeah. would have made him walk home. Yeah, I mean, talk about the He literally the lost them the game. They lost yeah. by one point. He well, missed so an Vinatieri. extra point and a field goal. you got to respect Vinatieri. Vinatieri openly had all these quotes. He's like, if I was the GM, I'd cut myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I tell you something? He's also 46 and doesn't care. How bad Vedvik was? Yeah. They went, and Gase is the most conservative coach in the league. They went for two, up 14. Yeah. They didn't trust Vedvik to kick the extra point anymore. Yeah. So who's their new kicker? Uh, they picked a guy, a Flick. I had never heard of him. He was he was on the Packers team in in the preseason. Yeah, poor Kari Vedvik. All right, yeah. um, the, the, the Ravens stole a fifth round pick from the Vikings. That's embarrassing. All right, uh, Minnesota at Green Bay. Who are you picking here? What are, the the Bills? The Patriots gave a sixth round pick for some center the Bills didn't want, and then they cut him immediately. So it's yeah. not just the Vikings that do stuff like that. By the yeah. way, the Vikings and the Patriots teams that have really utilized the the uh, compensatory draft, like you can do stuff yeah. like that. You can take yeah. risks. No, yeah. it's the compensatory, not supplemental. Right, the yeah, supplemental yeah. is different. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, all right, Minnesota at Green Bay, what's your pick? I think I'm going to go with the home team. I think yeah. this game will be great. I think I'm yeah. going to go 23-20 Green Bay. Yeah, you, you can't you can't uh, you know, if the, I can't pick the Vikings to go into Green Bay and win as impressive as I'm definitely nervous about LaFleur. I'm de- I, like there were some weird things going on in in week 1, but hey, he's a rookie coach. Unless he's totally incompetent, he'll grow with the job. All right. Um Indiana Tennessee. 
Yeah, this is interesting because Indy could end up like losing close game and then being like, oh, shoot, this is their Jets 1999 year where it's like we lose our quarterback. By the end of the year, the Colts are like the best team in the league, but it's too late and they're like 7-9. and I'm going to say Tennessee is going to win. I think Indy's I mean, yeah, a little even, better, even but even Tennessee at home, I luck, think. They were still starting the season on the road against two you know, above 500 teams. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, they're the already lost punches, start. a starting receiver. That's not a great sign. Yeah, but, I mean, he never did anything in Carolina. He wasn't, you know, I, I don't think that Indy, even in the luck era, was going to be very reliant on Devin Funches. I don't think so either. The problem, it's not that Devin Funches is a superstar. It's a lot of times your backups suck, and, and you know, you, then you're playing street guys who, who can't yeah. get open. Um, Patriots at Dolphins, what's your margin of victory here? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the Patriots, I, I mean, it's, it, it is a perfect storm, right? Because the Patriots are not a type of team that, that you know, take their foot up the gas. Antonio Brown is coming back. Antonio Brown is going to want to do something. By the they way, lost in Miami last year. Yeah, yeah, but it's not it's not Gase. He's going to take that out in the Jets because that was Gase's play. <laughs> uh, What's your predicted margin? Of I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't. I, I would stay away from this game as a gambler. It wouldn't be one of my better bets of the week. But I, I guess I will have the Patriots cover. I'll, I'll say thirty-five, fourteen Patriots. All right, so twenty-one point spread. Um, yeah. I would take the over. I'm also at a certain point if you're blowing them out. Like, Brady is literally 42. Like, you have to take him out of the game if you're winning. So, I don't know how much they could run, run up the score. But even, like, bringing the backup running back my, is just so much better than anything Miami has. They could just run One of my on biggest them. frustrations in week one was in a lot of these games that were blowouts. Are eating? Yeah, I'm eating a tuna sandwich. Just Sorry. stop eating. I, I haven't <laughs> eaten dinner yet. It's 1024 at night. And I'm, I'm yeah. being professional. Well, it's 324 in the afternoon. I haven't had lunch yet. Um, one of my frustrations in week one was we talk all the time now in the NFL about uh-huh. the injury risk, and that's why guys aren't playing in the preseason, and that's yeah. why the, owner, the, the players are so opposed to an 18-game schedule, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Why are guys, why are starters playing late in the fourth quarter? Yeah, no, it does, some coaches are really bad at it. They, yeah. they want to, like, they, yeah, they're too concerned with, like, I would rather win 38 to 10 or whatever. I thought Coughlin was always bad at that. Um, I'm trying to think what other coaches were, were bad at just not taking their guys out. But, uh, yeah. You, you, I don't you, think anyone from New England should play after the first possession of the third quarter. It should be like I, the I, week I, three of the preseason. The Patriots should go split squad for this game. They should, like, rest half the guys and then rest the other half. You know their, like, 18-game season where everyone only plays 16 games? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this would be a perfect opportunity for that. Like, rest Brady. <laughs> Let, By rest the way, Antonio Brown. one of the reasons – that would be so awesome just to see the strategy and just to see, you know, coaches make – Oh, yeah. I, I, could you imagine some of these guys yeah. – the yeah. gambling chaos. Because yeah. wh- wh- how early in the week would they have to announce the lineup? Yeah, I'd love to see Matt Patricia. You know why they wouldn't do that for gambling reasons? They won't. They won't. It, it messes up the gambling too much. Yeah, you'd have to force teams to announce their roster too early in the week, which they can't do. And, you'd yeah. also like really have to skew it late, I think, because first of all, you'd need much bigger rosters for this. If you're yeah. sitting everyone two games, you'd need like rosters yeah. well into the 60s. But um, 70s I, even. yeah, yeah I, I think. And by the way, NFL rosters should be about 60 anyway. I'm a, all the roster sizes are all determined based on like 1908 rules in every sport. Baseball <laughs> roster should be way. I mean, you're an AL fan, but every NL team needs like nine or ten relievers. Like, it's not fair. And if you're in the union, like, why does every every loogie guy need to you know pitch 95 times a year and then have their arm fall off after three years when you could yeah. bring up your AAA depth whose arms don't matter and let them pitch yeah. every time it's eight to one? No one who's relevant should ever be in the game. Baseball well, team should have nine more or ten more relievers. Players than we ever did growing yeah, up. well, last year it happened, but then the, the union went insane, and it's not even allowed next year, I don't think anymore. Um, what? So have position players? Yeah, I believe they. I believe they're banning it, um, well, and we haven't really seen it this year either, because the union doesn't want guys who aren't pitchers pitching because they could get injured. It's absurd in eighteen to two games. Nobody's forcing these guys to pitch though. 
Yeah, you literally are. If the manager says pitch, you have to pitch. Like, but these guys are fighting to pitch. They want to. I under- I'm like, not disagreeing, but I, I think the union's job is to protect them from themselves sometimes. Uh, you are a lawyer, Wait, right? Hold on one second. Hold on. You have a tummy ache? Do you need to make a poop? I hope this stays in. No. I'm talking to you, Akeem. I'm not talking to Ali. Do you want some? Can- you want some candy juice? Yeah. Okay. Hold on, Akiva. Uh, it, so in our house, we have yucky juice, which you're familiar with, right? Yeah, uh, I certainly am. Why do you have yucky yeah. juice in your house? No, we don't. No, we have, we have candy juice as well. Oh, okay. Candy juice is um, is juice. Um, no, no. What, what, what do you what do you give kids when they're um, when they have stomach aches again? What are they call App- apple juice? Pr- prunes, prunes. Give me like a candy. Okay. Good night. Which is which is a, which is a, a okay. prune candy. Yummy. Gonna make your tummy feel better. Yeah. Here, bite it. Don't put the whole thing in your mouth. You gotta bite it. All right. Um, all right. Where juice. were we? Orange juice, apple juice. I don't know what candy juice is. Prune juice. I told you. Prune oh, juice. prune juice. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, where were we? Uh, what game were we? At? Oh, Buffalo at the Giants. Yeah, I think I think the Bills probably no, host, win this I'm game. I'm hosting some Bills this week. They didn't even bother going back to Orchard Park. They just stayed in New Jersey. Yeah, that that's not a bad idea. Uh, you, I bet there are a couple Jets or Giants who live in your neighborhood, right? Um, there's a there's a couple there's a couple places in New Jersey where where sort of uh, rich New York athletes live who don't have to be in the city. Uh, but yeah. I think what's the one where I think Eddie Murphy used to live there. What's what's that no one? Eddie Mur no Eddie Murphy lives his old house was in my neighborhood. Oh, in your neighborhood wasn't it Clifton? Is that a place? Beats. Montclair Actually, is a little so more upper Alicia, middle class. I don't know. Alicia. Um, Alicia Keys, Alicia Keys and Squiz Beats, their house, which they bought from Eddie Murphy, which is like across the street from our synagogue, actually. It just sold recently, and we don't know who sold it, but on Sunday we drove by and there was a party there, so we're trying to figure out who, uh, who owns it now. Yeah, you're not going to get invited to those parties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyhow. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's the premier house in the neighborhood, probably. Um, all right, so, so Buffalo at the Giants, what's your pick here? Yeah, I like Buffalo. I don't think the Giants are as bad as they showed. They have some ability. The defense did look lost. The secondary looked abominable. Uh, I think that, I mean, the problem is now is now you have Shepard and Tate out. So, like, how much can Saquon do so by Buffalo himself? So Buffalo starting the season 2-0 and on the road? 2-0 and on the road, two wins in New York before they even play at home. Yeah, and those games are in New Jersey. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pick the Giants. Not that they did anything impressive in week one other than Saquon. But I, I, I can't see the Bills starting two and zero on the road. Bills really, Bills are going to go eight and eight for sure. Josh Allen stinks. All right, two and zero, and they still have two games against the right. Dolphins, one against the Jets. Seattle and the at Pittsburgh. This is an important game to me because the team that loses this game is in a huge amount of trouble. No, the Seahawks at one and one well, are in I, trouble. Yeah, Seattle, Seattle they haven't played really a conference game, game yet. Yeah, no, that's true. Seattle, I forgot. Seattle, Seattle was underwater. I mean, I will certainly picture. agree that if you lose Seattle playing all the way across the country. At one o'clock on the road, that's a very bad sign. It's a much worse sign than New England loss, obviously. Uh, Seattle can very clearly afford to lose one of the harder games on their schedule. Uh, I think Pittsburgh wins this game. I think it's a really good game. I think it's like thirty-four, thirty-one Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, if Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh loses, they're 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 done. So uh, I'll say Pittsburgh also. But uh, there was nothing impressive in Week One. All right, Dallas at Washington. Dallas is going to win, right? We don't need to discuss this game. I mean, Washington wasn't nearly as bad as we thought. Like we had Washington with like yeah. the Giants and the Dolphins at the bottom, and maybe they're a little. Well, but you than also that. you also just said that if they played again, they lose by twenty to Philly, though. Yeah. Uh, by the way, these running back is like you could either stay healthy forever, or you can't. 
Like, Geismas is first year. Now he's out for who knows how long. It's never going to happen for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Weird shot. Uh, Jay Gruden taking such a weird shot at Adrian Peterson. Maybe it just came out wrong where he said, like, yeah. when they asked the White End City, he's like, well, if we need to run, yeah. you know, the I formation 51 times. times in an I formation. Like, yeah. and, and then, like, it's a, he was going to ask to get cut problem, sure, except, you know, now he's your starting running back. Uh, yeah. Thompson, is Thompson the weirdest running back ever? Like, he only catches passes? Doesn't run the ball. No, there's a lot of guys like that. No, name another guy who's like seven pass. You know, like back in the day, it was Larry Centers, like fullbacks. J- J- Jalen Rashard, Darren Sproles. There's a million guys. Like Sproles that. will run the ball a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, all right. So we're both we're both picking Dallas. Obviously, Arizona at Baltimore. We're both picking Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville, Houston. We're both picking Houston. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, we're obviously not getting bombed during the NFL regular season because we're approaching, like, the 50-minute mark, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe some Casey weeks we won't have a lot of takes. This is week one. Yeah. Yeah, KC at Oakland, we're picking KC. Chicago at Denver. But, by the um, way, we didn't really talk about Oakland at all. Um, I will say, you know, especially for fantasy reasons, like, Josh Jacobs, he's in a great spot. He's going to come down to earth. Tyrell Williams, not going to have 100 yards every week. Darren Waller, yeah. not going to have 70 yards every week. Like, those guys are all going to you – know, it's not like their skill position guy, players are – our superstars or it was hard close. for me to gauge from hard knocks whether darren waller was any good or whether hard knocks was just trying to create a story there yeah yeah so I, when people drafted him in fantasy like in traditional leagues i actually kind of snickered it's funny all good. the guys all the guys who um like start for them were not even featured like mayo had two sacks and uh tyro williams who you didn't see had a, had a touchdown josh jacobs was not even i don't think mentioned maybe he was in one scene, but he had, yeah. uh, you know, he was it was a, a very weird editing decision season for Hard Knocks. Well, people said that the Raiders, like the Raiders, sort of like, you know, because the Raiders didn't let them in for the final cuts and stuff. It wasn't a great season. Yeah, uh, yeah was, and also like you didn't and, see the and GM. There was so much potential there. You also didn't see Mark the Davis. Brown stuff. Yeah, and no, Vantes Perfect, who's like a crazy person, was not even mentioned on the show. Um, but him and Richie Incognito were apparently two of the calm, collective veterans on that team. <laughs> I mean, man, Gruden was yeah. relieved when he won that game. Uh, listen, they could be competent because yeah. like, their offensive. Like, if you have a decent offensive line and a quarterback who throws the ball quickly, like that's one major thing that most bad what are they, teams nine don't point have. Underdogs at home in week two, they're not. Competent. I'm just saying, like they they might yeah. be a seven and nine team that's better than what we thought they might be a week ago with Antonio Brown. Yeah. Like yeah, put Antonio Brown on this team. This is maybe a 500 they, team. They, they 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 beat Joe Flacco at home. Let's uh, okay. calm ourselves before we jump. To okay. All right. Um, Chicago at Denver. This line makes one of no the more interesting games of the week. I do think it's you. Gonna be you the- you got this one right, by the way. You you said Denver to be favored by one. They're actually favored by one and a half. I, although although these are guests. It was before, yeah, because game. now now I I would I say it would go the other way for sure. Yeah, there's no way that Denver, Denver was in the playoffs before they won. Like t- people were going nuts about them on Sunday night, Monday morning. Like oh, yeah, Denver's the sixth seed in the AFC. People were loving Denver, and then they saw them play. They're like, oh right, I forgot. Joe Flacco's just a business. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is what happens when I work from home. Yes. Yeah, you turn the light on? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, Chicago at Denver. Chicago's going to come into Denver, and uh, Mitch Trubisky is going to uh, get some penitence, penitence for his uh, week one performance, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, Chicago's going to win, but again, it's going to be 7-3 to three, Chicago. Shh, I'm on the phone. All right, Saints at Rams. Amazing game Sunday night. I'm very excited for this one. No, this is not Sunday night. This is the this is the national game, right? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, this is the national. Oh, yeah. This the, is the, the, but you're, it's a fair mistake night. because this yeah, game yeah. is too good to be just a four o'clock game. This has yeah. to be a night game. Yeah. Also, because uh, wh- it's the third to last game on my list, and I forgot that we only have one Monday night. Game yeah, yeah. Because Philly, the so. Philly Atlanta should be the four o'clock game, and this should be the New Orleans. Yeah. Very, uh, very odd, considering how no, but teams get very finite amount of uh, of 
what's it called? Yeah, but but Saint Saints Rams was the game of the year last year. I agree, well, I agree. But maybe so. maybe they would fox a favor. A lot of a lot of this is politics. Team, you know, yeah. networks arguing for games. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a great game. I like the Rams here. Uh, you know, I love the Saints defense. It's not an embarrassing give up twenty eight points to Houston. Every team might do that. Saints Saints were a bit underwhelming in Week One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know the I think I think going into Carolina and winning is more impressive than winning at home. Against I agree. In, in uh, well, I mean they're pretty similar. They're both really good wins. I think Carolina. Yeah. They're yeah. both playoff teams. Yeah, I, I have Rams also, but you know I wouldn't be shocked either way. Obviously, I I was surprised that this line opened at three. I thought it'd be opening at two and a half because mm-hmm. I I just thought the Rams. Were, did not did not look that great, notwithstanding the fact that they won in week one. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it started at three. All right, uh, Philly at Atlanta. This line makes no sense to me. I, all of us thought Atlanta should be favored. Philly's favored by one. Philly did not look that great. They didn't look Atlanta great. Atlanta looked awful. Atlanta, Atlanta's not that bad. Come on. Yeah. And now they Atlanta's did lose Atlanta's still a 9-7, 10-16. Like a starter. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The, here's the problem. If they lose this week, Matt, Dan Quinn has, like, the hottest seat in the league, basically. Yeah, Pittsburgh and Atlanta uh, are in the most must-win scenarios in week two. Yeah, but not the coaches. Tomlin's not in a not in a hot seat. Well, P- Tom- Pittsburgh never fires a coach, but uh, you plus know. Tomlin, like everyone's going crazy yeah. because, like, oh yeah, he's a genius for not having Antonio Brown go insane. You know, yeah, uh, overwhelming disagreement there. The the Steelers get, uh, losing Brown, I blame hundred percent. I mean, Brown's I agree, a crazy I agree. person. Yeah, but they went from an elite offense to a team that scored three points. So, mm-hmm. and by the way, yeah. we didn't talk about him at all. Uh, and you know, the the team sucked, but Le'Veon Bell looked very spry in week one. Yeah. He, was, uh, uh, he, he didn't do anything like statistically, but he looked so. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Philly, Atlanta, I, I, I want to say it, Atlanta. Has I want to say Philly, game. but Atlanta has to win this game. They I have agree. to. Win. Has yeah. to. And then uh, your beloved Jets on Monday Night Football. Uh, Cleveland at the Jets last year. Yeah. The team First ever Monday Night Football game, game, which is I think why they made this the Monday Night Football game in Week Two. It was mm. was Jets Browns. I think the Browns okay. are going to win. I wish I wish the Jets were good, but the Brown Miles Garrett is going to become very well acquainted with Sam Darnold. I feel like. Uh, the Jets, the Jets corners, like I said, they were the worst unit of any unit in the league. Like the Jets corners are worse than any other team's anything, and that was proven. Even though they only gave up 17 points, that was proven correct. Like uh, Tremaine Johnson, who's one of the highest, if not the highest paid cornerback in the league, made Zay Jones look like Jerry Rice. Uh, John Brown ran rough shot on Dow Roberts had one of the worst games I've ever seen a corner of. I think they threw it him nine times. It was like seven for 85 and a touchdown, and he had three penalties. He literally the most embarrassing thing you could do in football is get a pass interference penalty on a play where you also give up a deep touchdown. Yeah. Right? You cheated and lost and gave up. So Roberts had that and two other really bad penalties. Uh, I mean, this team was – their best corner was Brian Poole, who was the nickelback for the Falcons left. If you remember the Falcons' secondary, that's not great. Uh, This team – their their secondary is going to ruin their season, the Jets. Uh, So I think Mayfield goes nuts. Uh, If you can't handle Zay Jones, John Brown – how exactly and, – and Devin Singletary, the, the Bills didn't run him once in the first half. Then he had four carries for 80-something yards in the second half. Um, C.J. Mosley, the Jets' uh, big-money linebacker free agent from the Ravens, was not just the best player on the field, maybe the best player in the league on Sunday. Like, he was in, – in every play, like, 40-yard pass, Mosley's breaking it up. A pick six, Mosley. He was unreal. It was crazy. Then he went out in the fourth quarter where he went out 16 nothing, and then the Bills just score in three straight possessions. I've never seen like an inside linebacker change a game like that. And the second he went, they just had no team anymore. So you go from trying to defend John Brown and Zay Jones to Odell and Landry. It's probably going to get ugly. Jets are going to lose by 20. 30-10, Browns.
30 to 10. Wow. All right. So we're going to disagree on only two games this week. It's both of the games in the Meadowlands. I have both of the New York teams winning. I have Freddie Kitchens. What were his odds on first coach fire? I, I don't remember. Probably like in the top 12 or so. I'd say Quinn, oh, really? Quinn is high right now. Flores is probably really high. I know that's crazy. He's only coached one game. Very hard to get fired. in the. When was the last guy got fired in the middle of their first season? I can't ever remember it happening. At some point, NFL fans will have to learn because this happens literally every year. Whichever bad team wins the offseason is never good. Yeah. You know, the, the Browns being on the cover of SI was just so insane. And I feel bad for the Browns fans, but um, I just, I, I don't, you know, again, I still think the Browns are, are a decent team. I think they're a 9 and 7 type team. But I think never lose this week. Uh, from your mouth to uh, Adam Gase's ears. I keep talking to Some days I just want to leave the negativity in my head. I just want relief from my stress. I just want relief from my stress. Some days I don't want to see or have a bunch of people to impress. I just want relief from my stress. Yeah, I just want relief from my stress. Yo, this life got my head spinning. Wonder what I'd do if I knew these were my last minutes. Wonder if I had a week to live, would I stay tripping? Wasting every day that I had left trying to sell tickets or maybe call my dad. Say I love him and laugh with him. Take a couple days and get away from this fast living. I don't love my work the way I did, man. This whole business has got me feeling jaded. Friends I had, now they act different. It's all switching. Whoa, yeah. It's pretty hard to watch Things you used to love Turn to things that you wish you forgot Real moments That make you question the things that you want It's got me growing mentally But stressing me out till I drop Over the top That's where I live on a daily basis I always find a way to find the bad in good situations It's sad, huh? Yeah I live my life on the edge Don't want the meds I'm just trying to get relief from my stress, you know? Some days I just want to leave the negativity in my head I just want relief from my stress I just want relief from my stress Some days I don't want to see or have a bunch of people to impress I just want relief from my stress Yeah, I just want relief from my stress These stress levels are not healthy I'm waiting for that call Saying records are not selling I wonder when this all disappears and they forget me Will I feel like I found who I was to be more empty I wonder was I wrong thinking this is where God led me Or did I get involved with something that was too heavy I drive until I'm lost and just sit in my car yelling My inner critic talks I'm just hoping that God helps me to stop stressing Yeah. Someday, someday I just want to leave the negativity in my head. I just want relief from my stress. I just want relief from my stress. Someday, someday I don't want to see or have a bunch of people to impress. I just want relief from my stress. Yeah, I just want relief from my stress.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.